Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. You are the living God. Oh, that's it. 
Come on! 
Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Strike! Jeez, hopefully this is the last pitch. What in the walk-off world? That's a Scad Liberty Z zero-turn mower. That cat's eye gold color. Tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick cushion seat. Powerful engine. Heavy-duty cutter deck. Stay up! What's the call? Um... The moment you know you want a Skag. Visit Skag.com to find out why Skag mowers are simply the best. Come on, if you in Christ Jesus, you have peace. Come on, the Bible tells us in Romans 5, those that are in Christ Jesus has peace. Hey, I don't have to, come on now, beg for peace, ask nobody to pray for me for peace, but because I'm in Christ Jesus, I have peace. Come on. Because when he calls your name, my God, my God, my God. 
No matter what the situation may be, no matter what may come your way, guess what? Pick out your name. Hallelujah. And one of the things I've learned in life is this. When he calls your name, know that he has considered you like he has considered Job. You know, Job was a man that loved God. Even when everything was taken away from him. I'm talking about things that was deep down. Things that meant so much to him. Come on now. What you know, his children were taken from him. Come on, everything he owned. You know, all that other stuff is materialistic things. But when you're talking about children being taken away, my God. You know, because children is something that we hold close to our heart. But he was still able to trust God. He was still able to say, you know what? In spite of what had happened, he still trusted God. He did not allow his friends, hallelujah, to, to, to tell him that God, anything about God, his wife couldn't even come and say nothing. Why? Because he knew that in all things, that whatever happened, that God was in, in the middle of it. Hallelujah. So you got to just know that God knows your name. Come on. Hallelujah. When God knows your name, my God. Why do I keep saying this? Because you need to know that God knows your name. Hallelujah. You need to know that it's only God that knows your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Hey. We give God the glory. We give God the glory. Come on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah. 
ship. Hallelujah. There's a ship. There's a ship. Come on, there's a ship. There's a ship. Hallelujah. Woo, Shakabasaya. Hey. God is here. Hey. In the sanctuary today. And some of you see people walking around and you think, what's going on? But I heard God clearly say, if Come you on. begin to walk around Hallelujah. your destiny in the natural, I will begin to manifest it in the supernatural. Woo. I know it don't look good. I know it looks strange. But I hey. need to get out of your comfort zone and begin to walk in victory. Come on, let's begin go. to walk in prosperity. Let's begin to walk in let's healing. Let's begin let's to walk in overflow. Hey. Begin to walk in the thing that you've been Come on, come on, come on. And, and y'all keep walking. Some of you are looking. That's walking like, out. Yes. Why, why really should I do that? That's walking out. I'm a Bible hey. preacher. We're so I'm not going to tell you to do anything that's not biblical. Come on, we're walking it out. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were confined to a prison. And they began to praise and sing unto God. And as they were praised, as they were singing, and as they were praying, the chains began to fall off. In other words, they didn't wait till they came out to do something. They did it on the, already while they were in it. So I declare, if you will begin to walk in victory as you're already in it, God will begin to show you the way of escape. He'll begin to show you the door that you need to open. He'll begin to show you the path that you need to take. Yes. I hear some of you to begin to say, excuse yes. me, neighbor, I got to get out. I got to walk in my victory. I got to walk in my victory. Come on, let's walk in your victory. Come on. Walk in victory. Walk in victory. It's your time. Walk. Mama. Yeah. 
ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.
hallelujah. So let's go ahead and get ready for our Sunday word. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and, and get ready to um, get ready for our service. Give us a couple minutes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We just thank God for help. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just go ahead and get ready for the word. Amen. We welcome you to... SWORD International Outreach Network and Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry. Apostle Joe L. Ezamore and I am Lady Apostle Robin. And we're going to talk a little bit today about the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And glory to God. And it's something uh, we've been studying already to fear the Lord. Uh, Apostle Joe have been with us helping us understand the fear of the Lord. Amen. And the importance of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. And from this last series that Apostle Joe been talking on, we have been truly blessed. My God. And today I am still talking about the fear of the Lord. As Apostle Joe has talked to us about the fear of the Lord, he's been talking about different areas of fear. So we just thank you, Father, for bringing us here on this morning. Dear Lord God, decrease us that you may increase, that you should get the glory, that your people shall receive the word on this morning, that their hearts will be changed, their minds will be renewed, and they will be walking in newness in you. And God, I thank you for downloading even more of the fear of the Lord in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, again, we welcome you and we don't take it for granted for what God is doing in our lives. And we thank God that you are with us on this morning. We're here live, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014, Suite 5. Wear your mask, bring your love, bring your smile. We are open as well, as well live. Amen. You will join in with us on Zoom as well as YouTube as well. So those that have the meeting ID and those um, that has, hallelujah, the uh, passcode to get in. And those that may not know the uh, Zoom ID, let me give that to you so you can join us right here on Zoom. So just make sure that when you come on, you just come on, on and, and just enjoy what the Lord has for you. Amen. And our meeting ID is 788-277-2799. Passcode is 1115. And you can press join in live and it will automatically bring you to our meeting. Amen. So we thank God for you. And we're going to go ahead and just allow the Lord to talk to us. But as we begin to talk about the fear of the Lord... Hallelujah. Um, there are some areas here 
that we first want to tap into in the word of God. And it's talking about Job. Because I believe talking about this area of fear. Apostle Joe has been talking with us these last three weeks. We thank God for his life. Continue to pray for him. Continue to lift him up and strengthen him as well. He's with us on this morning. But he asked me if I can step in and begin to teach on the fear of the Lord. Um, and next week he'll be back to finish out the different um, areas that God had for him to do. Dealing with the same word. Amen. So um, when he asked me to step in, the Holy Spirit began to step up in me. And I began to just pray and also ask him, where should I come from? What should I say? And as always, he said, let the Spirit of God use you. And I said, you know, I believe as I've been sitting back, hearing you speak on the spirit of fear, and also walking with you, and you do know some of the areas that um, I fear the Lord very strongly. But as human, we also face other fears in our life. And um, one of the fears that I face is driving in a car sometimes with people that I've never drove in a car with for a long period of time. And that is a fear that I am overcoming, as well as the fear of dogs. I don't like dogs because I was bitten by a dog at a young age. So those were fears that I had. And I believe in the teaching Hallelujah. It is helping me deal with those fears. And I had somebody tell me, you know what, uh, Pastor, I'm going to make sure that you get over these fears because you should not fear. And I said, I, I don't, I'm, a, I'm a woman that I, I don't fear. I don't have the spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. These are just areas that I know that God is working in me. But thank you for wanting to help me. But don't push me. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I thank God for helping me in these areas. And I believe that if we all really reach back and really bring the truth out in us, we will find areas of fears that we shall overcome as well. But one of the things that I take it very seriously is fearing the Lord. I fear the Lord because I know that he is real and I know that it's only by his grace that I am here today. I fear the Lord because I know that truly that in order for me to reach my purpose and destiny i have to make sure that not only do i fear him but i reverence him i respect him and i know who he is so i thank god for that fear of the lord amen but not a woman of fear because i stand in the power and authority that god has given unto me see we all know that the enemy has power but he doesn't have authority we have power and authority and that's what allows us to overtake him amen because the authority of god that placed on our life has the authority to overcome every evil tactic that he has even in the book of job in the beginning when you begin to talk about Job's greatness, amen, we know that Job was a man that lost everything. Even though at the same time he was a man who lost everything, but remember, God agreed to let Satan test his faith. You know, in life, God also allows our, our faith to be tested. And the thing is, if we don't know and if we don't walk in the fear of the Lord, then when our, our faith is being tested, we will waver. We will fall down and be stuck in that place. But God sometimes allows things to happen so that he can allow us to, to allow our faith to grow greater 
in, in, in the things of him. Amen. So God agreed to let Satan test Job's faith. Amen. See, Job's first family of children who lives in the um, also, remember, his children was, was taken from him. That was an area of his faith that was tested. Now, guess what? That's an area of faith that I don't know. Most of us would not be able to stand. Some of us have already experienced that because our children have been taken away from us, maybe in some tragic accident. Even with the things that are going on right now in our country, our young um, um, black boys and girls, young men and old men and old, young women and old women, you know, or even being killed by police. Amen. I mean, if we can really be serious about the matter, some of us is facing this test of faith in other areas that we never would expect it. Who would ever expect that our children would be, you know, um, murdered by people that we look up to that we, we, we want to protect us. We, 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 we feel that should guard us. But at the same time, we allow our children, even at a young age, at the age of 16, to go and apply for driver's license. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. ...license and go and apply to be able to drive on their own, to be able to go maybe to where they need to go to take some loans off of us or be able to help us because maybe there are other tasks in the family that we have to obtain and we can't juggle everything at one time. And it is an experience and a joy to have our children to drive, but to know in our country that even driving and also getting sometimes pulled over because of profiling. Amen. Because of the color of our skin, or profiling, because of the areas that we may live in, or profiling, just because of the statistics that are going on that every black man is a drug dealer, or every black woman is a drug dealer, that they are being profiled. And even as they get behind the wheel to pray, that they're even able to come back home. So these are areas of our faith that's being tested, but at the same time, we should not fear. Because God will take care of our children. But these are real life situations that are going on. So, you know, even as the church, you know, we have to be able to talk about these things. Amen. 
So these are some areas of our faith that's being tested. How will we deal with that situation? Nobody wants to get a phone call to say, hey, your child been murdered high by uh, police or a child been murdered by somebody that just did not like him. Come on, who wants to get that phone call or even our loved one? No one wants to get that phone call, but how do we deal with that? Until we're in that situation, hallelujah, then God helps us to deal with that. But in this situation, that did not happen to Job. His, his children was not killed by a drunk driver or killed by the police or killed by somebody that did not like them. It was something that happened because it was something that needed to be tested through his faith. His children tragically dying. Amen. And then not only his children dying, but this is the richest man. Hallelujah. In this land. And everything was taken from him. He had nothing. So you tell me this was a testing of his faith. Because all he knew was family. All he knew was taking care of his children. All he knew was taking care of his family and those that was around him, his friends, and having the, 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 the merchandise and having the income and having the things that he needed. Amen. But at the end of the day, his faith was tested. Even his wife that loved him but at the same time said to him, Hey, are you sure? Are you sure you want to trust this God? This same God that, hallelujah, that the same God that, you know, you said that does everything for you and he's this big God. Um, you know, I think, you know, come on now. You should curse God and just die. Amen. Come on. How could your wife, the same woman that saw God do everything, gave you beautiful children, gave you all the riches. How could you dare say to curse God and die? Amen. But at the same time, even if his wife was still in this place of giving him this bad advice, he would have probably thought that even going maybe to his friends, that he could probably have a peace of mind. But his friends even did not also doubted him. Amen. His friends did not comfort him in that area that he needed to be comforted in because they said probably did you send somewhere Job now come on they knew this was a man of integrity this was a man of faith this was a man of honor this was a man of character a man that would not dare jeopardize his character or his personality or anything to, tap, to, to, to make God angry at him so he lost his children he lost his possessions. He lost his health. Come on. Then his health began to fail him. What? Are you kidding me? You telling me this man, this man, come on, this same man, this same man that trusted God, this same man that gave God the glory, this same man that put everything in God, God, come on, come on, his health, his children, his wealth, his wife, his friends. But guess what? He still did not give up. He still did not give up. And I know for sure because of this, he was a man that feared God. See, the word fear, even in Hebrew, the word is Yahweh. Excuse me, Yahweh. It is a word that is used in the Old Testament that describes terror, that describes fear. 
that is a terrifying thing that somebody may have that's within them. Amen. Hallelujah. But at the same time, the fear of the Lord is also defined as reverencing the Lord or in awe of the Lord. Amen. So when we reverence the Lord, that means that we give him all the honor and all the respect, meaning that we don't do things that we know that will upset God. When we reverence God, that means that we don't just come in his presence any kind of way, meaning our presence, not just in a place, but even in our walk, even in our talk, even in our dress, even in how we approach people. Because God is in some of us, in most of us, but God ain't in all of us. Amen. So you never know who you're talking to. You never know when you're entertaining an angel. So that's why your approach is very important. Amen. So what does it mean to fear God? I'm glad you asked. When the Bible refers to the fear of the Lord, it means having a deep respect, reverence, and awe for God's power and authority, rather than causing someone to be afraid of God, they fear the Lord, meaning that they love him, love him enough to what? Respect him, love him enough to reverence him, love him enough to say an awe to him. See, when we look in the book of Acts chapter 9 and 31, it says, then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, um, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Now, come on now. See, they feared the Lord. In the early church, we know in the book of Acts, when they received the Holy Spirit, the power God was able to move through them. When they begin, when they came out of the upper room, when you come out of the book of Acts chapter 2 and go into chapter 3, we know the power that loud on them in the early church. Come on. There were thousands, three thousands added to the church daily. Come on. So if you take that times seven times three thousand, that's twenty-one thousand a week. That was added to the church, not because of who they was, not because of how big their church was, not because how much money they had, amen, but it was because they feared the Lord. They reverenced the Lord. They respected the Lord. They knew what they were called to do. They knew that it was not about them. They knew it was all about spreading the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They knew that they needed to walk in the fear of the Lord, meaning that they had to reverence him. They had to make sure that they was exemplified of him, meaning that they showed an example of who he was through how they walked. See, it's how Christ is exemplified in us that people will see who Christ is. Because at the end of the day, they feared the Lord. And they began to do what they were called to do. And when they feared the Lord, God began to add unto the churches. Meaning that there was help that came. Not help that come when they want something. You know, you got help that comes when they're in need. They got, you got help that comes when they are down and out. 
You got help that comes when they just need a prayer to be broke through. You got help that comes because maybe they're just in the lowest point of their life. But the thing is, we need to pray and ask God to send divine help. Those that fear the Lord, those that reverence the Lord, those that love the Lord, that no matter what the situation is, they will still serve the Lord. Even if you offend them, they won't stop serving the Lord. See, sometimes when we get offended by people, we don't show up at church. Sometimes when we get offended by people, we don't call them no more. Or sometimes when we have gotten what we wanted or got what we needed, we don't come to the church anymore. Or when we come to the church and the people that we thought that would be there are, if the church is not crowded, then we'll just leave, leave God. When we need people that are divinely helpers, those that are divinely connected to where it doesn't matter the numbers, it doesn't matter what the situation may be. They come because they love the Lord. They come because they fear the Lord. They come because they know their duty is unto the Lord. See, our duty needs to be unto the Lord, not unto people. See, when we have our duty unto people, when we get offended, then we leave God. Because when we leave the church or we leave the man or woman of God that God has placed over us to be a covering, to pray for us, to, 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 to seek after, to make sure that our spiritual state is in good um, good, good standing, then we leave because we are offended or because we don't like what they said or maybe because, hey, they preached at us or they was talking about us. Let me tell you something. If you're not in a place where the world is convicting you and you don't feel like that message is towards you, you're in the wrong place. You need to be in a place where you know when I hear that word, if that hits me, hey, I know they're not preaching about me, but that is a conviction that I need to change because I want to fear the Lord. When you fear the Lord, you watch how you walk. When you fear the Lord, you watch how you talk. Yes, we, 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 we fall short of God's glory. Yes, we're human. Even as men and women of God, we fall short. God, forgive us of anything that we have done that we know that's not right to you. But God, allow us to walk right. Hallelujah. See, Job was a man that wanted to walk right unto God. In spite of him losing his children. In spite of him losing his riches. In spite of his wife saying, curse God and die. In spite of his friends saying, have you sinned? He still wanted to serve God. Why? Because he feared the Lord. Nobody did not have to force him to fear the Lord because he knew that it was only by God's grace that gave him those children. It was only by God's grace that gave him those riches. It was only by God's grace that gave him that wife, even that same wife that said, curse God and die. It was only by God's grace that gave him those friends that was with him with his riches. But sometimes even in our riches, we got a lot of friends. In our riches, we got a lot of people cheering us on. But when we fall down, glory, where are they at? They're nowhere to be around. When things begin to go to the left, where are they? They're nowhere around. Even when some men and women of God falls short of the glory. Y'all, come on, let me help somebody. We're, all, we're not perfect. And some men and women of God, they have fallen. But guess what? It is not our job as leaders to judge them, to say, oh, they're supposed to be apostles. They're supposed to be this. And how could they do that? Be careful because you can fall in that same trap because none of us is exempt. Hallelujah. 
What we need to do is pray for them. What we need to do is lift them up. Because it's only by God's glory that we did not fall. But there are still some areas in our life that if the truth be told, glory to God, we will also look as we have, been, we have fallen. But it's only by God's grace that sometimes cover our sin. It's only by God's grace that allows us not to be exposed. So I just want to help you and let you understand. Quit cursing people and men and women of God and saying these things. Come on now. Because at the end of the day, none of us is perfect. At the end of the day, it's only by God's grace. It is the fear of the Lord. I believe they had the fear of the Lord. But it was somewhere down the line where the enemy snuck in. And the enemy can sneak in. That's why we have to make sure that we continue to be prayed up. That we are prayerful. Because people come in in sheep clothing, looking like an ethnolite. They really want to serve God. Looking like an ethnolite. Oh, they really want to help. Looking like an ethnolite. Oh, God sent me. That's why you got to have a spirit of discernment. To discern those. Because it is those that really comes to only come to destroy and to kill. And still kill and destroy. Because that's what Satan M.O. is. But remember, the Lord told Satan, Consider my servant Job, and there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and exuped evil. Come on now. This is what God told Satan. You telling me my God, my Jehovah, my Yahweh told Satan, gave him permission to consider Job? First of all, there has to be a great privilege for God to even consider you. See, thank God for the consideration. If God has not considered you, then I don't know. You better think twice and say, well, is he really, really, you know. Because when you are considered by God, hey, that is truly, truly a sign to let you know that you are special to God. Job was considered by God. Anytime you are considered, it means that you are recommended. That means that you are in high priority, high priority to be that next candidate. When you are considered, it means that there's something about you that will bring you to the front forefront to, 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 to be presented. Job was presented, not presented to just man, but he was presented to Satan. Jesus. Come on now. The Lord said, have you considered my servant? Now, Job was not a perfect man in his own eyes. But look what the Lord said. Have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in earth. A perfect man. An upright man. One that feared God. Now, hold up there. Now, God wasn't saying that he don't fall short somewhere. He said, because he feared me. See, when you fear the Lord, yes, in some areas, I'm not giving you a license, in some areas, we may fall a little short. Am I right? But when we fear the Lord, that means that we have some type of conviction within us that respect God. Come on now. That respect Him to a point to where we'll be like the early church that walked in fear. We'll be like that early church that made sure that no matter what they did or said, it was all through the glory of God. And even with Job, he was considered by God. 
And God even said he was a perfect and upright man that feared the Lord. These are the words that God needs to say about you and me. Are we perfect? Are we upright? When you look at the word perfect, it does not mean that, hey, we have gotten it all right. Perfect means maturity, meaning that we have matured more in Christ, meaning that we know not to touch the hot stove because guess what, Apostle Joe, it's hot. And if we touch that hot stove, guess what? We don't get burned. It lets us know, don't go over there because you know if you go over there, there's sin. There's sin because maybe you're a single woman. Maybe you're a single man. But you're going somewhere where y'all both have a liking. Knowing that there's only two things that's going to happen. Fornication, hallelujah, and adultery. Come on, and murty, hallelujah, if you're not careful. Going in a place that you know that y'all both have these feelings for one another. So why go in a place that you know that Satan is sitting and lurking and waiting on you to fall short of God's glory. Knowing if you go in that place and you know that God has brought you out of a place of alcoholism. Or brought you out of a place of nicotine. And you're going in a place and you know that you're not strong enough. But you're still going to say, you know what? God is with me and I know. But you know in your spirit that you're not strong enough. If you're not careful... You may end up doing those same things. That's why you got to make sure that you have received your full healing, deliverance, and being made whole. Because sometimes when we're just delivered and not made whole, we're not free from some of those areas that get us caught up in sin. But this man named Job was considered by God because he was a mature man in Christ. Amen. He was an upright man, meaning that he knew that his riches didn't come from how well he worked or his education or how well he was a, 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 a businessman. But he knew that it was all because of the grace of God. He knew the reason why he had the beautiful children is because by God's grace. And a wife, hallelujah, is by God's grace. And friends is because God's grace. But even Satan said, Satan answered the Lord and said, Don't Job fear God for now? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all the side that has blessed the work of his hands and his senses increased in the land? But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to the face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, meaning, wait a minute, I got this. I know about this man. I've already <laughs> put a step on him. I, 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 can, I can vouch for this one. Now, for his friends, I, I may can't vouch for his friends. For the wife, can't vouch for the wife. But Job, I can vouch for Job. And he said, and the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has the power, and only upon himself put forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of God. And come on, we know the story. Then Job's affliction. Even after his affliction, his children, his wealth, come on, his body, his health. But he still began to worship God. Because when you go in Job 1 and um, verse 20, it says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped God. And said, Naked came I out 
the mother's womb and naked shall I return thee. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord in all this job. Sin not nor charge God foolishly. Meaning what? He gave God the glory in his hurt. He gave God the glory in his pain. He gave God the glory in his affliction. He gave God the glory in his loss. See, I'm trying to say something to you today. No matter what you may be going through, you cannot allow the fear of the Lord to leave you. The fear of the Lord has to be your utmost everything. No matter what pain or affliction you go through. No matter what you lose. Yes, I know it hurts to lose a loved one. I couldn't tell you how it may feel, hallelujah, to lose a mother if I never lost a mother. Come on now. I couldn't tell you how it felt to lose, hallelujah, a brother if I never lost a brother. Amen. I couldn't tell you how it felt to lose a father if I never lost a father. Come on. I had to lose them in order to be able to come to you to tell you how it feels to lose a mother. Someone that allowed you to come into this world. The womb that you sat in before the time that you came in. You was not able to breathe in the air. You was not able to feel anything. Only thing you was able to feel was everything inside the womb, the matrix, the most lower parts of the bowels of your mother. So there was a connection. There was something called nourishment. There was something called love. There was something called a bond. So anytime we lose a mother, yes, it's going to hurt because we were bonded to that woman. There was someone that gave birth to us. Someone that we knew that always gave us hope. Who always gave us the ability to know that no matter what we go through, guess what? You can get up and go again. You can get up and start again. You can get up and no matter what, go in again and again and again. So she always gave us not only hope, but she always gave us the ability to feel like we were more than conquerors. We already had the victory. She made sure that we understood how to prepare and how to be able to go through the situation in spite of nothing. You know, she showed us what it was like to have nothing. And she showed us what it was like to have something. But one of the things that I can remember of my mom is that she was a woman of wisdom. She was a woman that was a family. She loved family. She loved helping her family. No matter what, whatever the situation, when family called on mama, she was there. When things happened in the family, she was there. When they needed a spokesperson in the family, she was there. It was something about Mrs. E. Every time she would show up, she would know how to calm down that situation. I remember when I was in hair school, I got expelled because me and another young lady got into a confrontation and I began to spray hairspray, hallelujah, in her face, hallelujah. And they expelled me from hair school and they said you would never be able to come back to finish your degree. And I was only maybe about five credits shy of completing almost 1,500, I mean, excuse me, 1,700 credit hours. And I was very devastated because, you know, and when we're younger, we don't look at the responsibilities of life down the line. 
But I remember coming and telling my mother what happened. And I began to say, yes, mom, I was wrong. When the lady began to come in my face and began to um, come at me, I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. And the closest thing that I had in my hand because I was in the place of doing someone's hair, I just sprayed the hairspray. And it wasn't like I was just intentionally wanting to spray her eyes out. But that was the easiest thing for me to do to back her up off of me, not knowing the consequences that I could have caused and caused her to go blind. But at the end of the day, it was only by God's grace. Because when my mother went to the school, I don't know what she said, but I tell you, the next week they called my mother back and said, you know what, we're going to allow her to come back to school, but we're going to transfer her to another school. And that school was probably about 15 miles out. But if I wanted to complete my certifications to get my hair license degree, hallelujah, 18 years ago, I had to do it. And I went to that school and I tell you, I did not even make friends. I went in there and did what I had to do. But it was something about mama. She knew how to go in and talk with wisdom. She knew how to go in and talk with respect and talk with reverence. I knew that she feared the Lord. Hallelujah. So mama had fear of the Lord because she knew how to settle out things. She knew how to talk out things. She wasn't a perfect woman, but she feared the Lord. She feared the Lord enough to be able to say, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to go where I got to go. And I'm going to make sure that I take care of my family. And no matter what. I just give God the thanks. I give God the glory. Because if you knew her story and you knew what she came out of and you knew how when she prayed to God and she said to God, if you give me a second chance to come back and out in society, I tell you, I would be a woman of honor. I would be a woman of grace. I would be a woman of Zion. And I would definitely fear the Lord. And she did just that. So at the end of the day, God knows that we need him. We need God. And he knows that. Job worshiped God. He worshiped him in spite of his affliction. He worshiped him in spite of his loss. He worshiped him in spite of his wife turning her back on him. He worshiped him in spite of his friends accusing him. It's nothing like your friends accusing you of sinning, of saying you did this and did that. The same people that you walk with, the same people that you know that know your character, know your integrity, know your loyalty, know all about you. How dare them say that you have done these things? But they will. But Job did not stop worshiping the Lord. He worshiped the Lord. He worshiped him, even though at the end of the day, it was a disaster. Losing his children, losing his everything, even his wife not being there. But at the, every, at the end of the day, it's like the early church. They feared the Lord. They feared the Lord. Because even in the book of Psalms, 89 and 7, God is greatly, hallelujah, to be feared in assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. Even David understood the fear of the Lord because David wrote the books of Psalms. So he even said here, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, meaning that we need to reverence God. We need to respect God. 
Because we come to church anytime we want. When they say 10.30, we show up at 11.30. When they say 10.30, we show up at 1. And sometimes, if we offend it, we don't come. And then we try to work it out all week. Then we have an excuse to say why we didn't come. But the thing is, you don't have to give the man or woman of God an excuse. That's something between you and God. Amen. Because that's you and God. But that's what we do. We don't fear the Lord among ourselves. We come in, we treat God's house any kind of way. How can we worship him knowing the lifestyle that we live? We're not perfect. But we know that if we're going to come in here and worship and praise the Lord, and we're going to give words unto the people, we should at least make sure that we reverence and we feel the Lord. Meaning that we should humble ourselves. Come on now. We should humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Not only should we humble ourselves, but we should be in obedience unto God. We must be obedient unto God. We can't be rebellious. Hallelujah. A lot of times, you know, we're walking in rebellious. Don't you know that's witchcraft? You know, we're walking. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. And disobedience unto the Lord? We don't even respect the men and the women of God. You know, we feel like we get so close to the men and women of God to where we feel like we can talk to them any kind of way. But let me tell you something. No matter how angry or mad they may make you, you still got to reference them to know that they're still men and women of God. Because they are God's men and women of God. They are God's appointed. So no matter how close you think you are to them, you still got to reference them. You still have to respect them. Even though sometimes they may not say something that you like, you can't just do any kind of thing or say any kind of thing. No, because you got to be careful. They're still God's anointed. And the Bible says, touch God's not anointed or do his prophet no harm. So no matter if you're friends with them, how close you are with them, you still have to reverence the, 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 the anointing on their life. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we must continue to what? Fear the Lord. See, Paul even encouraged the church to work out their soul, their soul salvation with the fear and trembling. That's why in the book of Philippians 2 and 12, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Meaning that even as the man and woman of God minister the word unto you, it is your duty and obligation to study the word of God to show your own self-approval. Meaning that you have to go back and study the word. You should study the word before you come and hear the word. The word of God should be in your belly like never before. You can't depend on men and women and boys and girls to make sure that you got that word. 
and the pastor did not teach that and the apostle did not tell me this or the prophet did not see this or the teacher did not give us this. No, you're going to have to stand before God yourself, glory to God. So that's why you have to study the word yourself. You have to make sure that you are in the word, that God himself is in you and that you have an intimate relationship with God. There should be an intimacy, glory to God, between you and God. There should be a love between you and God. There should be a fear of the Lord, hallelujah, within you, that you reverence him, meaning that you pick up the word day and night. You meditate on the word day and night. You study the word day and night. This is what Paul was saying for them to work out their own salvation, glory to God, because it was only them working out their own, hallelujah, salvation, making sure that they went and asked God for forgiveness, meaning that they said, Lord God, forgive me of anything that I may have said, anything that I may have done, anything that any place that where I have went that I should not have went. God, forgive me. You have to go into a place and ask for forgiveness unto yourself. Glory to God. Even though you say, Pastor, pray for me. Apostle, pray for me. Lay hands on me. Prophet, prophesy to me. No, you have to go to the Lord yourself. Glory to God. And ask God for forgiveness. You have to go to God yourself. Hallelujah. And ask God to change you, to deliver you, to set you free. Glory to God. Yes, we can pray with you. Amen. We can stand in faith with you, my God. But it's going to take your faith as well. Glory to God to be able to connect in order for God to work on your behalf. What am I saying? I'm glad you asked. You can't become so dependent on the pastor or the apostle or the evangelist or the teacher or the prophet to always pray for you, to always deliver you. You got to go in a place, glory to God, and go before God yourself. Let me help you. He's ripped the veil, Gloria. Why? So that we as the priests don't have to go on your behalf. See, back in the Old Testament. They needed the priest, the high priest, to, 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 to give a sacrifice, hallelujah, in order to go on their behalf for their sins or behalf to speak to God. But now because the veil have ripped, why? Because Jesus, hallelujah, have died for us. Because Jesus, hallelujah, have gotten the keys, hallelujah, to the keys of the kingdom, hallelujah, of God and gave it to us. And we're able to unlock, hallelujah, everything that belongs to us, hallelujah, because, hallelujah, the power and the authority that has been given to us, why? Because Jesus that sits on the right hand of God, glory to God, that gives us that power, that, that authority to be able to buy and to be able to lose, glory to God. So therefore, we need to be able to understand that because that veil that has been ripped, we can go to the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, huh, and say, Lord Jesus, uh, forgive me of my sin. Uh, forgive me of everything that I've done unto you. Uh, normally, unknowingly, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, uh, make me right inside out, oh God. Uh, God, change, oh God, my heart. Uh, change my mind. Uh, renew my mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, oh God, uh, clean out in me, oh God, uh, everything, oh God, uh, that is not right, oh God. Uh, take off these filthy clothing, oh God, uh, and put on a garment of praise. Uh, hallelujah. Put on a garment of thanksgiving. Uh, put on a garment of holiness. Uh, put on a garment of sanctification. Uh, put on a holy alabashikabrosakaya. Come on and put on, oh God, uh, the garment, oh God, uh, that cleanness, oh God. Uh, because God, I'm tired of walking any kind of way. Uh, I'm tired of talking any kind of way. 
kind of way. I'm tired of looking any kind of way. I want to make sure that I look like you. I talk like you. I smell like you. I'm moving like you. Because I know at the end of the day, I cannot allow you to say to me, depart from me because I never knew you. I need you to say, good and faithful servant, have you considered my servant, Apostle Robin? Have you considered my servant, Apostle Joe? Have you considered, my God, whoever you are, thank God for being considered by God. That's why we need to make sure that we are working out our own salvation with the fear and trembling of God. Because we don't have time to be playing Hallelujah, church. We ain't got time to be pacified people. Put pacifiers in people's mouth and say, come on. You better know God for yourself. You better know who God is in your life. Look at what you've been through and what God brought you through. That should allow you to know God. When we go through different trials and tribulations, it increases our faith so that we know who God is. That we know that God is it's the one that have got us out of that situation. He allowed us to overcome. Hallelujah. See, Paul not only encouraged them to work out their own salvation, but he also told them that they need to fear the Lord. See, we can work out our own salvation, but without fear and trembling, it's nothing. We need to fear the Lord. At the end of the day, we need to make sure we fear the Lord. Why? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Amen. See, in the book of Proverbs 8 and 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. The fear of the Lord will cause me to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil again. Pride, arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. See, the fear of the Lord also prolongs life. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. That's why we must fear the Lord. Because when we fear the Lord, it gives us long life. But when we don't have fear of the Lord, see, how could you do a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, any kind of way? No matter if they're a man or woman of God or a child of God, how could you just do the things that you do to them? Because you don't fear the Lord. You can come to church every Sunday. You can help out in the church all day long. You can say, I love God and God this and God that. But if you don't fear the Lord, you're like a sounding symbol that don't mean nothing. The sound is not even heard unto God. You're just a loud noise. Something of no meaning. You're just a mouth of perverse. Hallelujah. You're just a perverse mouth. A mouth that God hates. So if you want long life, you better learn to fear the Lord. Because if you don't, your life is going to be shortened. Young people, you got to learn to fear the Lord. I know that certain things have happened in your life and you feel like, oh, you know what? I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do this because of this and that. Things you saw maybe coming up in church. Maybe things you saw. Your... No, you better get in a relationship with God. Allow God to lead you. Lead you to wherever he's going to lead you. But you need to be in 
the Lord. You need to be in God. You need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Even if you have now even accepted him, you got to walk out your own salvation. Time is short. Wake up today, go tomorrow. So I'm telling you, in order for you to have long life, you have to fear the Lord. You have to honor your mother and father. Come on now, young people, the way you talk to your parents, the way you talk to adults, it's not good. And most of you, mostly all of you, now the generations before the last four generations, the way you were raised, yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, thank you, welcome, should I open the door, should I carry your bag? This generation, four generations now, I'm not holding the door. Who you think you're talking to? Man, boy, what's up? No. You have to respect your elders. Respect and honor your mother and father. The thing is, when you don't honor and respect your mother and father, come on, word says that you won't have long life. Glory to God. So you need to honor your mother and father. Not just your biological parents. But those that are of age of you. You know, in the church, we got people that disrespect the men and women of God that is even much older than them. They don't have to be your mother or your father. But because they're elders, because they are, come on, anointed by God. They are sent by God. You have to respect them, like it or not, like them or not. You have to respect God's anointed. Whatever they are doing, if they're doing something that is not right of God, believe me, I am for sure God will deal with them. Oh, my God. Oh, the blood that is on their hands just for you, if they do what they do to you that is not of God, you don't know the consequences they're going to go through. You don't know the chastisement they're going to go through. So you don't have to worry about, hallelujah, sowing discord about them. You don't have to worry about gossiping about them. You don't have to worry about saying bad things against them because God will deal with them. Because what you're doing is when you do those things, you are shortening your life. When you do those things, you are touching God's anointing. You are hurting his prophet. You are doing them harm. And God will deal with you. And he will deal with you in a way, glory to God. So I pray that God forgive you. That God forgive every negative word that you have spoken over any leader or those that God has sent. The fear of Lord prompts one to depart from evil. Why would you want to still be around evil? When you tell a person, you know what, I'm just not going to call you no more. It's nothing personal. Let me just deal with you on God's level because I know everything else behind it is not of God. So I love God this much. I fear God this much. I reverence God this much. I respect God this much. And you don't know what I've been through. And you don't know what I've overcome. And you don't know what I got in stake. And you don't know those that God has got me connected to. And if I keep on trying to go over here, and I know that it's evil, glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm not willing to lose God. I'm not willing to lose everything. I'm not willing to lose what I've worked so hard for. This anointing did not come easy. This anointing did not come overnight. But this anointing came with a fight. This anointing came with hardship. This anointing came with affliction. This, this anointing came with pain. This anointing came with something that you 
God. And do you think I'm going to give that up just to be with you? Just to talk with you? Just to do whatever to do with you? The devil is a liar. I got too much at stake. Hallelujah. So you must fear the Lord and depart from evil. Depart from things that you know that you should not touch. I love you so much, but I love God more. So I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to go near. So please, don't take it personal. Please, don't talk about me. Please, don't go out there so disaccorded against me. Please don't gossip about me. Please don't try to slander me. Please don't try to assassinate my name. Please, because I love you that much, but I love God more. So I must depart from evil. The fear of the Lord provides strong confidence and is a fountain of life. In the fear of the Lord, there is a strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Proverbs 14, 26 and 27. It is a strong confidence. And this children will have. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I got a place of refuge. What is refuge? Refuge is a safe place. Refuge is a place where nothing can touch me. It's that hedge that was put around Job. That's now that's around me. Uh, and I know that if I stay in the hedge, uh, guess what? You can't touch me. You can't touch me, glory to God. Uh, but when I step out the hedge, uh, what am I doing? Uh, I am, oh my God, uh, I'm out of the hedge of protection. Uh, meaning that the enemy can try to come in uh, and try to But I'm telling you, uh, I am not going out the hedge. Uh, and you can't come inside this hedge uh, because I I'm a child of God. I am a son of God. And I know that this hedge of protection is a place of refuge. And that the fountain of life makes me turn away from the snares of death. Because when I go over to evil, that is a snare of death. Meaning that not only will I die naturally, but the most important thing, I would die spiritually. See, natural death is something we all going to experience. But to have to die um, a spiritual death in an evil way, ain't no. Because I need to make sure that when Jesus come, I'm going to glory. So I want to make sure that my spiritual health, glory to God, is so in tune, I care nothing about my natural health. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it and expect that. I don't care about my body because I love my body. And I'm going to take care of my body and I'm going to make sure I eat and do the right things for my body. But I'm talking about seeing the things of this world. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. We put money before God. We put projects before God. We put, oh, I got to have a place to live before. We put all these things before God. When the Bible says that the Lord is our shepherd, we should not want it. Come on, God should provide all of our needs. Come on, through his glories and riches. So therefore, I'm not telling us not to work, but our fear should not be, I mean, we should not fear our employers more than God. We fear our employers thinking, oh, what, if they're going to fire us or if they're going to take our job from us, then we fear the Lord. When God is the one who gave us the job, God is the employer. When we learn to 
put our faith in God, we won't have to worry about what the poor are going to do. Because God employs all. And longer we talk to God and we decree and declare some things, God can make that employer do what he wants them to do. Because of the words we command out of our mouth. But we allow our jobs to overtake everything and we don't fear God, we fear our jobs. We fear our money. We fear things. But we don't fear the Lord. And that's why we can't get prayers answered. That's why things continue to happen to us. And we always say, Pastor, pray for me. But God is saying, look, I got to play some deliverance. Just come to prayer. Just come in the midnight hour. Just come. I know you don't feel like getting out of your bed, but 11 o'clock to 2 a.m., it's worth it. But we don't come. We got an excuse. We got to do this. We got to do that. On Sunday morning, you know what? I was tired, Pastor. Something happened. Oh, because I got offended, Pastor. And then you want to come. Let me tell you, tomorrow's not promised. God could have had something for you here today. So what you got to do is you got to let people be. You can't force people in God. You have to let people be where they are in God and let God be God. But we must fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord leads to a satisfied life and spares one from much evil. Guess what, y'all? I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied in my life. I'm not going over there. I don't care how I look, I'm not going. I don't care what it says. Because, you know, the enemy has some clever words. The enemy say words that sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll take those words and we'll think it's reality. When really it's just a lie. Because he's a father of lies. You can tell Satan because he's a liar. He lies all the time. I don't care how godly they look. I don't care how godly they sound. I don't care how, what godly things they say. They're a liar. When they lie, believe it. When they lie, quit. don't try to change it. Pray. Help them. Pray and say, Lord, take that lie out of their mouth. Lord, bring truth in their mouth. That's all you got to do. But you can't change them. Because that's what's in them. But they don't think that they're a liar. I hate liars. Why? Because they're father of lies. And Satan is a father of lies. And I hate Satan. So I don't hate the person. I hate the spirit. So what I would do is I'm going to separate myself. And I'm going to pray and ask God to deal with that lying spirit. Because that lying spirit is on its way to death. So, Lord, spare them. Spare them from much evil. Spare them from much evil because of their lying tongue. The fear of the Lord is the way to riches, honor, and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. See, when you fear the Lord, you ain't got to worry about chasing after honor. You ain't got to worry about chasing after riches. And you definitely don't have to worry about chasing after life. Because I told you, when you look at the word life, L-I-F-E, it's a leap in faith experience. Life, L-I-F-E, a leap in faith experience, meaning that we leap in faith through experiences in life in order for us to obtain the treasures of God. Because remember, in the beginning, that's what we talked about. Hallelujah. We said that the fear of the Lord, hallelujah, is through our faith. The Lord wants to, because remember, that tested Job's faith. Amen. That was the test of Job's faith. 
Amen. God wanted Satan to test his faith through the things that he lost, but he could not touch him. But if Job would have went after those things and allowed Satan to get into his mind and to make him believe that God hated him, look at all the things you lost. And you're talking about he's still your God. He even took your children. He's a father of ch giving children. Come on, Satan will lie to you. Satan, if you ain't careful, he will make you believe things that's a lie about God. You got to know God for yourself. You got to know God. Because Satan is a father of lies. He want to come. He, he, come on, he want to come and lie. You know God. You know where God brought you. You know what God done for you. You know God. Now you may not be in God right now. Or you may have fallen away from God. Or you may be in God and you've fallen short. Whatever the case may be. Because we all in the hospital. We all in the hospital, y'all. Not just you and just because I'm the pastor. No, we all in the hospital. None of us is perfect. No bishop. No, if they out here saying they're perfect, come on. You better run real fast. We're all in the hospital. We all need help. Until the day come of our Lord Jesus Christ. So quit looking at people as they're so holy because they're behind here. Quit looking at people because they have this and that. No, we're all in the hospital. But guess what? We don't have to allow these things of this world to take something great from us. And that's eternal life. Because these things will pass away. But eternal life will be forever. So continue to fear the Lord. Continue to allow the fear of the Lord to be your portion. Continue to allow the fear of the Lord to be utmost in your life like never before. Because when you continue to fear the Lord, then great treasures are open unto you. When you continue to fear the Lord, honor. Come on now. Life, riches is added unto you. When you continue to fear the Lord, the Lord God will keep you in a hedge of protection. When you continue to fear the Lord, he will satisfy you. Confidence will be with you. Your faith will be increased. You will have long life. You will be satisfied. You will have joy. You will have peace. You will have the glory of God. If you continue to fear the Lord, come on now, the authority and the power will be in your hand. You will be able to continue to decree and declare things. Yes, the work, things come without repentance, but let me tell you something. If you really want the true glory, the kavod, you better fear the Lord. Because that's real anointing. That's true anointing. That's Jesus anointing. So we pray that even as Job have went through what he went through, he still did not curse God, but he worshipped. He worshipped him. So let's worship him in spirit and truth. Let's worship our Lord Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth. If some of this word have hit you on today, what I need you to do is go ahead and lift your hand. Now, some of you may be saved. Some of you may not be saved. Some of us may be saved but have fallen short of the glory. We're all coming as one. No matter if we're saved, no matter if we're not saved, no matter if we have fallen short of the glory. But we're asking our Lord Jesus Christ to come in our heart. And for those that don't know Christ, accept him right now in your heart. So confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. That he died for you. 
that have given you eternal life. And that he's given you all power and authority. And all you have to do is open up your mouth wide and he shall fill you with the Holy Spirit. That has all power and authority over Satan. Hallelujah. And for those that know Christ. That have fallen short of his glory. You can repent right now. Come on, repent. Come on, repent. Nobody got to know what you did. Come on, man of God, woman of God, boy and girl. No matter who you are, no matter if you've been in the church for 50 years, 40 years, 100 years, 2 years, 1 month, 2 days, come on, repent. Because when you do an inward repentance, God sees your heart. And God knows a heart of humility. God knows a heart of truth. God will, don't worry about what people are going to say about you. Don't worry about how people are going to look at you. If you come down this aisle right now and give your life to Christ, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine, wherever you are. But just go ahead and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Go ahead and ask God to forgive you. And say, Lord, I repent of my sins that I've done to you. Lord, forgive me. I come against every shame, every guiltiness, every condemnation. And Lord, forgive those that have done me wrong. Forgive those that have lied to me. You know, a lot of times people lie to us. People give us, you know, um, disappoint us. They tell us they're going to do things for us. And they don't show up. They don't even have a destiny to call and say, hey, I can't do it. Forgive them. It's okay because their heart sometimes is just not right there. Just pray for their hearts. Pray God to deal with them, you know, because there's something else with inside of them. But don't judge them. God is good. Don't take it to heart. Sometimes people are going to disappoint us. People are going to frustrate us. That's why the Bible says, trust no man. Don't put your hopes in people. Quit putting your hope in man. Quit putting your hope and thinking that, no, put your hope in Christ. Let him send them. God would send the right people that are faithful, the right people that fears him. You need people that fears the Lord. Not won't need people around that just want to just become when they just, you know, yes, God sends those type of people, but guess what? You can't save them. You can't deliver them. You can't make them whole. You need to pray for them and ask God to step into their life. Because until God step in their life and make them whole, they'll never become whole. They'll be partial. In it today, out of it tomorrow. And then you're still frustrated. That's why I give them over to God. Love them anyway. I pray that God continue to give me a loving heart, an understanding heart, but also open up my eyes, give me the spirit of discernment to know when to stop, when to say no. Because God also wants us to say no. Because when they become a reprobate, you have to lead them to God. And God said, remove yourself from among them, those that are not of him. So even though, yes, we are people that help the people, but sometimes when God says remove ourselves, you have to listen because God wants to do something in them. You have done your part. You have either planted, you have either water, but you've got to let God give the increase. And the problem is, in the body of Christ, we as leaders want to save people. We can't save people. God only can save them. It's only God. It is only God that can save them, not us. We give them the word of God. We, we, we speak love. And we move out the way. So God teaches how to move out the way. Teaches how to move out the way when we have given all we have given. So that you can do your part in Jesus' name. So we thank God for you. We thank God for you joining us. And we'll be back here at 6 p.m. So make sure you come out. We are open. Bring your love, your spouse, and your mask. Located at 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. May God bless you. May God keep you. 
In Jesus' name, and we thank God for unlimited grace. Prayer Ministry, Apostle Joel L. Asamoah, and Soar International Outreach Network, Lady Apostle Robin Stokes. And we are still in the series of Fear of the Lord. Amen. And we thank God for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.